Ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, welcome back to another episode of Netflix and Grill. I'm your host, Mike Drysdale. We're going to be jumping into a discussion about a shock uh, starter here at Netflix and Grill, a real uh, kind of masterpiece in disguise. Uh, Queer Eye has made an, an emphatic return in 2018. Uh, I think 10 years after the first, I'm not sure. I'm going to have to check that, fact check myself. But I'm going to be joined in just a second by a very good friend of mine, Braden Smith, who I grew up playing football with, is now the founder of a successful tax company called Quacks. Get your quick tax done through Quacks. Uh, we'll try not to turn this into a plug for his business, but um, we're excited. Let's talk Queer Eye right after this. Without further ado, Braden Smith, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's good to have you here. Never in a million years did I think I'd be sitting on a podcast interview talking about Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, but I know. here we are. And yet here you are, <laughs> and yet here we are. Um, because what was it? This was a, this was a situation we'd, we'd both had a, a kind of a, a crummy day, mm. and we went back to my place where there were lazy boys and just like um, amazing comfort and air conditioning and... Yeah. Beer, and we sat down and and we said, you know, what are we going to watch? And you said, uh, I've heard good things about this new season of Queer Eye, and I I sort of nodded and I was like, yeah, I I remember that. Uh, I think a friend of mine, Alex Williams, who's actually an actor as well, that's done some stuff on Australian TV, put up a, a Facebook status saying, Queer Eye is the best shot, best produced reality show I've seen in a very long time, and. So I was like, okay, I'm willing to give it a shot. And now, in a word, what would you say is your review of this show? Awesome. Awesome. And this is coming from a guy who hates reality TV. There's almost, it almost couldn't be coming from a more kind of polarizing position because you hate it. And I hate I hate reality TV a lot as well. Like I'm the guy you... that sits at like a dinner and yeah. goes on a rant for like <laughs> minutes at a time, criticizing all of my friends for watching Married at First Sight oh. or My Kitchen oh. or any of them. And they're just awful. I mean, it was really funny. I was listening, or I watched something on bullying. That was right. The project Channel Ten. The um, the show the project did a thing on bullying recently and it was on social media and it was really really powerful and in the comments they said the media should get their act together and pull shows like my kitchen rules that glorify bullying and i just thought about it and i was like you're right it's like that that kind of show is the most pathetic like just tapping into the most baseline banal human instinct to on just top be of the fact that just scripted and crap yeah exactly <laughs> but enough about bad reality tv let's talk about good reality tv let's talk about the fab five and queer eye um i mean it was it was kind of love at first sight wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> it was and it was totally unexpected i actually got onto the show from uh listening to triple j and mm. their slightly satirical um film critic that does the the reviews and stuff mm-hmm. she obviously had been watching it uh, as part of her role when she had a review on Triple J. Uh, and I was listening to the radio at the time and she was raving about it and saying that it was four and a half, if not more stars out mm. of five. Uh, and so I decided to give it a whirl. And so you, you, you brought me in, into the fold, and we watched this show. Let's talk about the first episode. It was uh, all about Tom and Abby, the big fella. Yeah. We got we got almost got a bit teary eyed in this, and I say almost Can just confirm. for the sake of <laughs> saving our pride. 
That was an amazing story. This guy is just lovable, salt of the earth, as good as they come. And he just is, you know, amazing. Not, yeah. not uncomfortable with the guys at all, just having a laugh, always played into everything, happy to jump on the bed with them and everything like that. And his, uh, what was it? What did he call them? The redneck margaritas? <laughs> Holy, hooly dooly. Hooly dooly. With the seven up and... Uh, <laughs> Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew, that's it. It was Mountain Dew and, and tequila. And tequila. <laughs> Oh, my God. And they all try. I can't even do either of those things in isolation, let alone together. <laughs> um, and obviously the love story was the fact that it comes up about a third of the way through the episode that, uh, well, I'm still madly in love with my ex-wife, my third wife, Abby. And then they go on this incredible adventure and, and turns out, spoiler alert, after the show, Tom and Abby, they're back together. For goodsies. Did you know that? I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> because May or may not have also Googled it after. <laughs> no, I didn't actually. You told me that. I love it. I love it. Um, but no, these guys are incredible. Let's talk about the Fab Five for a little bit. You got Bobby Burke, who's the design expert, mm-hmm. uh, did a fair bit of incredible work just in redesigning these places. I mean, like... <sighs> It's one of those things where a lot of these shows, it's like they, it's like there, there's a week and it always looks like, oh, I don't think we're going to be able to get it done in those like renovation shows, which I don't really like that. More it's reality like TV, fake drama. Yeah. Um, but this guy just comes in and like in two days, places are flipped and looking like incredible. And obviously, he's not doing all of that work, but he's got some pretty amazing taste and he does a good job of presenting it. Then you got Anthony Porowski, who's the food expert. Um, did you have like a favorite thing that he did? Uh, like a favorite? What was it? I mean, it's kind of this. I've I've heard that somebody has cooked all of the things from the show now and just made their own like little mm. bachelor gourmet uh, mm. degustation meal, which mm. sounds like pretty good. Um, but there wasn't one thing necessarily that he did that was no, outstanding. But it, it was just nice and all and simple. The one thing that pops out to memory, which wasn't my favourite recipe of his, was the the mac and cheese, which I think was the Remington episode mm. where they flipped his grandma's house. Mm. Spoiler alert! Um, <laughs> uh, and it was such a basic meal, but he made it with like five or six different cheeses, and it, it just stuck in my mind because yeah. it's easy to remember. But I yeah. love that idea of um, turning sort of you basic meals into actually gourmet just by like changing the way yeah. you do the ingredients and stuff like that because it's too hard to change these people into especially if they're very basic cooks to be able to become sophisticated chefs so he sort of stepped into their environment and asked them what things they were already making and eating and drinking and then he would provide like a simpler and more healthier option yeah and it is like it, it is a big it, there's obviously real intelligence to the way that they go about doing these transformations so that at least some stuff will Sticks. stick. Yeah. Because there's no point in coming in, like changing everybody for a weekend and then like a week, they're back into their terrible mm-hmm. kind of habits and stuff. Then after that, obviously you have Jonathan Van Ness, who is the grooming expert extraordinaire. I have to hold myself back here <laughs> from a certain phrase, which is his catch cry, which I won't do, but watch the show. It's awesome. <laughs> he was extremely entertaining. And then the last two, which might be my two personal favorites i think is uh tan france i don't know if that's how you pronounce his last name who's the fashion expert and karamo brown who is the culture expert and just be my guru karamo just cooler than cool just let me follow you around disciple me karamo teach me your ways (laughs) to give an indication this guy looks like he'd belong in the nba 
Yeah. He just is so cool and has swagger like you wouldn't believe. Oh, unbelievable. Uh, he's masculine in every way. It's just, he's just cool and cool. Yeah. And he just, I mean, he could just level you with a look. Yeah. The 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 S the episode where they did uh, below average Joe, which was the comedian episode with Joe, and they did that photo shoot. Yeah. And then uh, Jonathan, <laughs> Jonathan and Karamo were like, "What would it be like if we did a photo shoot?" It's like Jonathan was like flicking his hair around. He's like, "This is how I just do it like silly, whereas you do it like serious." Some of those looks Karamo was throwing around. It was. <laughs> ridiculous yeah it's just like the man exudes presence Mm. and just exudes sexy i'm i'm not uh i'm not ashamed to say it and tan did the same but in a completely different way yeah the he exuded confidence and uh, had swagger but not the same sort of cool swagger it was like i've got my shit together swagger that's it i mean that was something that we talked about while we were watching the show when you watch tan it is literally like the guy just goes is completely unflappable just has his life together so much obviously like runs a successful business doing styling or a fashion label or i'm not exactly sure what it is but he's got something incredibly together behind the scenes and he's just like sweetheart no we're just going to do this instead his and it's just hair is like symbolic of him exactly it's like perfect without a, a hair out of place <laughs> the the fades on the side are like perfectly blended and it's like exactly like his life. Well, that, it seems like that from the outside looking in anyway. That hair, I don't think I've seen better hair on anybody mm, ever. jealous with me going bald, but yeah. <laughs> and also, when you look at that, I mean, he, he is a silver fox too. Mm. Like all of that with grey hair, unbelievable. Anyway, just like one of the most stylish guys in the history a little of the world. short dude but pulled it off well yeah incredibly incredibly sophisticated looks and always made managed to make the guys look great who do you think had the best transformation uh well i don't know if it's just because it's my favorite episode but probably bobby i would say um bobby in the first episode tom uh sorry tom <laughs> are right. we gonna have to recur <laughs> no <laughs> bobby was the design expert you're gonna yeah, yeah, yeah. tom Tom in the first episode, that transformation because he was a real simple, I think he's from Georgia, so yeah. from the South, you know, and typical sort of Georgian dude, um, a dump truck driver. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he had like Got that uh, skin car. conditions and he was an overweight dude and mm. um, his house was sort of made for a bachelor dude that fits that description. Um and, but just to see the transformation of his house and, and his, yeah. his newfound confidence at the end of the episode. Um, there's another episode that I can't remember exactly which one, but there's a, I knew you might not have watched it, Mike, but there's an episode where one of the particular um, clients, I guess you'd call them, um, can barely look at the guy, look at the guys in the eyes. In fact, it might be the comedian one. Oh no, that was the startup founder one, wasn't it? Yeah. Where he at the beginning he doesn't want them to touch him. He, like he's super socially awkward, yeah. and then at the end he's hugging everybody that comes to the party. Yeah, Is that it's one of them, and about? he just can't look at them in the eye. Is and it like the Indian he's... guy with the lots of hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's good, there are a couple of episodes where it's where it's prevalent, but mm. um, definitely the Indian guy. Yeah. Uh, the startup guy there might be another one because um, we the, need to just I need to preface this 
I have not watched two of the episodes. Yes. And people need to understand why. <laughs> because the first night we watched three episodes back to back and then it was getting late. It was like 11.30. And so I said, oh, you said, oh, okay, I got to get home. And I was like, sure, mate, I'll, uh, I'll see you out. And I, you left and I went to bed and I fell asleep. What did you do when you got home? <laughs> may or may not have watched one episode more which then led into two because i tried to go to sleep after one but i'm having sleeping problems it's probably the whole blue light thing at midnight so no yeah. surprises there but so anyway long story short i watched all right shoot me but uh two pretty good ones too you missed a really good one with yeah the, uh, i think it's called to gay or not to gay you missed out on that one which was this this guy from georgia who came out to his grandmother yeah, and, uh, that was another. Uh, sorry, not his grandmother. Came out to his stepmom. Wow. Um, after his dad had already uh, died, and he didn't get to come out to his dad, mm. uh, so it was really an emotional and traumatic time for him. And because uh, him and his dad were very close, but then watching him sort of come out to his um, stepmom was pretty awesome. Yeah, and then the next episode, Camp Rules, as well was was uh, the other one that I missed, and I uh, kind of sad yeah. that I missed those two because I think, but I'll go back and watch them. But I thought that was also one of the the greatest transformations was saving Sasquatch, uh, where they did it with the Indian guy, who's a startup founder, much like yourself. Yeah. Uh, and as you said many times throughout, that's a sick pad as it is. He yeah. just needs to clean it. Yeah. <laughs> and then they went up and spruced it up even more. And just watching his transformation in confidence, in like comf- comfortability being touched and mm. you know and just when he comes through and he's like hugging everybody that comes to that party at the mm. end it's like oh. this is a guy that was like real standoffish yeah in fact and we get it a lot over here in our australian culture where you know the masculinity and the tall poppy thing and not want to be too close to someone and not let people in whether it's just for a a, a, a hug or, or whatever small touching mm. um and he he personified that in a lot of ways and but even to like in the nth degree Totally. Like he was super standoffish and, and the guys, when they go into anyone's home, they always, first thing they do, they either like give him a wicked like, handshake clap thing or they go in for a big hug. Yeah. And this guy was like super, like he was like a dead fish. Yeah. Well, he ran away from them. Yeah. First, remember, they yeah. saw him on the street and he started running. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about fight or flight. Um, um, and it was a sign of uh, his personality. It was a sign of his whole sort of life as well. He, he didn't clean his apartment and he wouldn't let people in his apartment. And he wouldn't and he let wouldn't people mix in his work and, and pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, as Mark was saying, by the end of the episode, he was just sort of like embracing them wholeheartedly. And um, uh, they had a significant change on him as a person as a whole, I think. And, mm. and like his whole life, um, not just necessarily a, a aesthetics look. Mm. What? Um, okay. Got a couple more couple more good cues coming um what what do you think the most dramatic uh moment of this season was for you most impactful <laughs> well hang on let's separate those two things because the dramatic bit was when <laughs> in the cop episode yes. when karama when the karama was driving the car yes karama is the like african-american cooler than cool dude that we we're yeah. talking about earlier and this cop pulls him over and they're in georgia and it's like right in the middle of that massive issue over in the States with, with racism and cops and, and, um, and dark-skinned people. Mm. And the show did a really good job of like making it really dramatic, which I'm sure they didn't really mean to do at the time. Mm. Um, they obviously let it go to air or whatever. Mm. 
Uh, turns out it was actually just the client that, who was also a cop. It was just his buddy pulling the piss. Who'd nominated. Who'd not, who nominated his friend for this, um, for this episode. But and it was huge. Yeah. Like that moment you when you watched... You could feel the tension. And you could, that was it. You could cut the tension with a knife and Karamo was sweating. Stressing out, yeah. And even like afterwards, he was still shook up about it. Yeah. And that's the reality that they're living in at the moment, which is so sad. Crazy and for us to yeah. try and understand and empathize with. Insanity. I remember watching uh, comedian comedians in cars getting coffee uh, when Jerry Seinfeld and Chris Rock were doing an episode and they got pulled over by the cops. And Chris Rock was sweating. Yeah. And he was like, okay, well, this is where we die. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't laugh, but like... <laughs> no, like, you, you know, I think you laugh because you're uncomfortable. Because yeah. it's just a, it's a crazy thing. Mm. And it's just like, it should not happen. It shouldn't be the world that we live in. So, yeah, I agree. I think that that was the, the most dramatic part of the show for me. That was what I was going to say. It, was there a most impactful? Um, probably one of the last few episodes where it was the guy that... Um, where it was a guy that had four or five different kids and they had the house where there was just containers everywhere. It was an absolute mess. Mm. Um, and he was the guy who worked, um, I can't remember where he worked during the day, but he would work all day and then he'd come home and help feed the kids and put them to bed and then he'd go back to work stacking shelves at the local supermarket and he'd get right. home at like 2 or 3.30 in the morning mm. after a full day of work as well. Um, and he'd sleep two to four hours and then get up and help breakfast with the kids again and then he'd go off to his actual day job. Um, but the, the, the clutter in that house and the clutter in his life, um, that was just crazy when, when the, when the boys came in and just flipped it and like Bobby doing the actual debt, uh, the, um, the fit out of the house. Um, but then the rest of the transformation to help this guy get his life back on track. Cause you could tell he yeah. was very low on confidence. This might, might bite me in an episode I was that you didn't watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, super awesome to watch. You should definitely really watch cool. it, go back. Um, cause I think it's relatable for a lot of families, like maybe not to the extent to their, where the hubby's working all day and then all the way into the night as well. But I think it's super relatable for people, which is probably why it had a lot more impact. Mm. And the, the premise of the episode was more about the character, which I can't remember his name at the moment, but, um, it was about finding time for him and, yeah. and, um, because he had no time previously, he wouldn't look after himself, both from a physical point of view, but also like with his clothes as well. Um, and so they really like decked out the house uh, made it super more organized and, and easier to deal with and cope with um, but then gave him tools as well to help him look after himself and um, by the end of the episode he was like, like he had this mop of hair and this messy be unkept beard mm -hmm. and by the end of the episode it was, the one, it was the episode that I told you that you haven't seen but I told you he sort of the transformation he sort of looked a little bit like George Clooney at the end of it oh wow yeah so like you know they gave him a nice haircut Not and, and trimmed the beard and he, um, he whilst he wasn't that good looking <laughs> like Clooney but he, he just had that transformation and yeah. the impact I think it had for him and his wife was pretty big that's awesome that's really really cool um, the the other question that comes up for me is and I think we'll do this two ways I think we'll say who we would like and then uh, who the other person should get so it's like you judge for yourself and then the other person judges for you if you could have one of these guys come over and do their thing on you uh, in terms of like whatever their skill set is mm. for your life, mm -hmm. which one would you choose? Mm. That's a really interesting question. Mm. Uh, and I automatically think of Karamo. <laughs> <laughs> um, which actually might not be the worst choice given with the startup business and you know just helping you create that culture and um, support yourself a bit better. Mm -hmm. 
Ah, oh, I think what I was most impressed with was Bobby. I think he had the, uh, well, he did mo- the most physical change because yeah. he was completely flipping houses and, and making them sick. Yeah. Um, so not that I have a house, but if I had one, yeah. I'd love to get him <laughs> over and just help him sexy it up or whatever. I would say, actually for myself, I've just gone through, uh, well, no, for you, I'll go for you first. I, I, as amazing as I think Tan is, I think you're actually a pretty stylish dude already as Thanks, it goes. Thanks, No worries. I, I often look at you and I'm like, hey, there you go. I'm wearing rolled up jeans and white shoes as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Karamo would be, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say Bobby because you don't have a house. <laughs> okay, fair. Imagine it. <laughs> um, may, uh, look, I'm going to go with Karama. I think, I think for, for the reasons that you said in terms of culture, in terms of uh, the office and then also just a couple of things like if he could just coach you the way that he does uh i think that you would listen to him immediately <laughs> because you just like lay down everything and be like my god yeah. talk to me <laughs> yeah i've uh, never seen a guy pull off so many bomber jackets oh, so well oh. like they featured in most episodes yeah and like every color under the sun Mm. And they're incredible. It was incredible. Uh, he was so stylish. And he had this red blazer on at yeah. one point, which was just fire. Yeah. Like straight fire. Sort of sounds like Karamo's turning us at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> and you actually would look sick in a red jacket like that, I'm just saying. Mm. Um, all right. Too much, too much complimenting going on. Uh, for me, myself... Actually, because I would just love a new wardrobe right now for free if Tan came through and gave me a new wardrobe because so many of my clothes, it's like I understand about style, mm. but so many of my clothes are just old now because I've been poor for ages. <laughs> uh, I think that would be pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. What do you reckon? I would say, uh, you know what? I'm going to be boring. I'm going to say Karamo as well for slightly different reasons than me. Mm. I think Karamo would help you open your mind to what you can possibly achieve and he does this really well in a couple of episodes with some Mm. of the characters or clients i should say that don't have much confidence uh, which is not something you don't have you've got plenty of good confidence Mm. um but uh embracing that and acknowledging your strengths and how you can help um create a environment and businesses for yourself and monetize those businesses i think Mm. he would be super impactful for you Thank you. Cool. That's cool. Um, the cult of Karamo lives. Yeah. <laughs> we should just rename this episode to Karamo. Yeah. And by the way, Karamo Brown. I mean, like, seriously, what a name. What a name. <laughs> what a name. <laughs> Who are his parents? I need to meet them. And the other, that was the probably one of the other most impactful moments was when he actually had the ride back from Georgia where he had the conversation with the cop about the very thing and they kind of made up about it yeah um yeah because he was so nervous about the whole thing and he was like he said i think he said in the episode that he'd made up his mind that he didn't it was like a a place he didn't want to be in the early stages of that even after finding out it was a joke Mm. yeah exactly Um, just made him feel uncomfortable totally yeah um as it would as it would and and my final question is anything in terms of uh the products that the guys got for various little things, whether it was a grooming product, whether it was a particular outfit, whether it was anything, if you could have pinched anything from the show and been like, that's mine now, does anything stand out as the thing that you would do? Um, There is a jacket that, um, I don't know if it was, was it Karamo or was it the Comedy Joe? Um, 
and it was this was super sleek it was, it was another red jacket but it wasn't a right. bomber it was a super sleek um uh what do you call it? like a, a dress jacket blazer yeah, 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 like yeah. A blazer uh that looked awesome yeah um I can't remember. It, That's what's standing out in my mind. But um, if I had to think about it harder, I'd be able to come up with something better. But that's what immediately popped into my mind. So the one for me... Yeah. What's yours? <laughs> the one for me was the alternative to flossing. Oh, yes. I Damn. want that. Can I swear on this thing? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, fuck. I wanted to say that. I wish I could remember that. That's true. I, I want that thing. I have this I thing like where like, I constantly somehow date nurses or a version of yeah <laughs> and my last partner was a dental nurse and she'd be on to me all the time all about the time. flossing yeah. and like i don't know anyone in my life that flosses but apparently we're supposed to do it like every day sometimes twice a day yeah uh and I, anyway i, I still a she, girlfriend who was a dental nurse once and she told me the, the same thing same right thing. right so and much shame thrown on me. <laughs> she gave me a box of uh Floss yeah. to use. I still haven't opened it. Yeah, still haven't opened it. But <laughs> what is it about men who just we just refuse lazy. to floss? Yeah, lazy. Yeah, lazy. Um, but this high pressure water gun. Yeah, thing. it looked awesome, and I totally do that. It'd just be like adding it to brushing your teeth. <sighs> yeah, it just seems like it's better. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I like it. Do you have any other questions for me about this before we close it off? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I am not being very creative at the moment. But hey, I'm super underprepared for this interview. Uh, <laughs> that's all right. You've done an amazing job. Uh, we'll be catching up later soon. I'm sure I'm going to get you onto the network soon. Uh, and Actually, I do have a question for you. Yeah. When are you going to watch the other two episodes that you missed? Well, by the end of this weekend. <laughs> I'm going to put it out there. And I might put an anecdote on the end of this episode. Yeah, to should see. we do like an addendum to this episode? <laughs> yeah. uh, I loved it. Um, and yeah, we're, we're super huge fans. So keep on doing what you're doing. What an amazing show. And Netflix just has a habit of finding these shows that people loved. It's like next they're going to do a reboot of Firefly or something. What was I the last wait. thing that we got stuck into? The Sinner, I think. Yeah, The Sinner and was so good. we watched so like good. the whole series in, in one, one night. Day. Yeah. And we started at like... Like seven or eight o'clock at night. We would have done that with this if we sort of. Had if it a wasn't chance. a school night, yeah. <laughs> I think that dinner time was like a was a Saturday a or a Friday yeah. or something. If you haven't seen the dinner, you definitely have to check it out. We it's I've, creepy. I've done a kind of mini episode of that on on Anchor. Um, we are on Anchor, uh, Netflix and Grill. But uh, yeah, if you haven't seen that, Jessica Biel is awesome in it. Also, the guy who played the president in Independence Day is in that as the detective and he's amazing. Um, there was a, a, a degree to which we thought it was going to get creepier or weirder at the yeah, end where it didn't, didn't really go. Crescendo did it. But as a, as a thing, we just couldn't stop watching because we were always like, well, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? It's one of the best shows to make predictions to that we've yeah, ever seen. It was awesome. All right, but good talking to you, Braids, and I'll Thanks see for you around me, the office soon. Ciao for now. Peace out.